This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock, and we, we tell you the way what, what you don't hear on other channels. In the studio with us with today, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, we have Congressman Peter King, and on my right, my sidekick here, Lydia Serrani. Lydia, we have some great uh, stuff today. I understand we're going to be have some revelations, revelations, and there'll be breaking news on dangers of living in a city, not from crime. From those 5G antennas that are going to be aimed at your windows. Mm. And so stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, I understand we have one of our... Uh... We have Bill O'Reilly on the line. He is a journalist. He's an author. He's a TV and radio host. He has his show here on um, on WABC Radio Monday through Friday, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, and his latest book in his Killing series, Killing the Legends. And it talks about Elvis Presley, John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali. Just about 20 million books sold thus far. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Bill O'Reilly. How are you guys doing? Best of the season to you all. Well, it's the season to be jolly. And uh, let me tell you something. Uh, good riddance to 2022, and I hope 2023 is better for all of us. You know, I uh, echo that sentiment. And, um, you know, I'm here and trying to figure out what we're going to be doing in 23. And I think we're going to be tied up with uh, congressional hearings on the FBI Twitter and uh, Joe and Hunter Biden. I think those are going to be the big stars in the first quarter of 23. And, and uh, I mean, Kevin McCarthy, uh, we believe he's going to be the majority leader. I mean, speaker. Uh, speaker. Uh, speaker. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what do you feel? I don't care. doesn't matter. Um, Jim Jordan is going to run the Judiciary Committee, and he's going to wreak havoc. Um, believe me, going to go in, um, <laughs> particularly with this FBI Twitter thing. And then uh, Comer in Kentucky, uh, the congressman there, running oversight, he's going to get into, wrote a big op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about um, this connection between father-son Biden's. So those stories are going to dominate, um, and we're going to be, I think, pretty, pretty shocked at what we uh, start to find out, particularly about the FBI and Twitter. That is going to be really something. Well, the, 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 one of the Twitter things that I looked at over the weekend was that FBI agent in San Francisco where he's admitting that some his boss, whoever that was, uh, from Washington ordered him to be calling the uh, some of the media companies and uh, telling them to double-check this and this and this. Well, I think it's beyond that. I think what we're going to find out um, is that Twitter, um, we already know that it was a leftist organization based upon their political donations to the Democratic Party. I do that tonight at 9 o'clock. 
run down, um, 97% of all Twitter employees donated to uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. We can't find any Republican donations. So as an activist group, and then if the FBI were going so in between there Twitter weekend, and Facebook, Facebook yeah. is spending four hundred million dollars in the election. Between Absolutely. those two organizations, they have to make a difference in the uh, election. Election interference and Google, right? And Google. Mm-hmm. So if you're basically looking at the combined power of all the social media companies working to get. Joe Biden elected. If Bill, there before happened in America, I don't think most people even understand the implications of it. But the FBI, that if, if that hmm. is shown that they were going in advising Twitter on what to post and what not to post, including President Trump, um, that's a huge. Well, huge. let's put it this way. It's probably certain agents at certain positions in Washington making those phone calls, because I still believe the FBI is 99.9 percent honest. The, uh, the regular agents are honest. But the politically ones that are politically active uh, with uh, uh, the ones in charge, Department of Justice, Maybe. whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I would say starting with Jim Comey. Mm-hmm. He, he created that, okay. that attitude. Call me and uh, the, and that other guy. I think you're down the line, Andrew McCabe and, uh, you know. And now Director Ray. Yeah, you know, the two lovebirds and everything else. But, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, Ray, I don't know what's happening with Ray, Bill. Maybe you have a better idea why well, he just seems to have dropped the ball altogether. He wants to keep his job. Mm. What's so, more important, honesty and integrity or your, your damn job? Well, I think for many in Washington and the swamp, it's the job. Money. That's horrible. So, you know, you know? Ray, Ray can't go rogue and then turn on Biden or he'd be fired. Biden, he, he serves at Biden's behest. Now, Ray was appointed by Trump. Um, but here's, here's the irony of this whole thing. Well, well, he, well, well, well an FBI agent, I need clarification, has a 10-year term. And they're given a 10-year term so he could be honesty and integrity. I mean, he could be, be fired, but, you know, you, if you stand up and say, look, the X, Y, and Z, it's hard to fire him. Uh, if Ray turned on Biden, I think he'd find himself out the door. Um, my opinion, I can't base it on any facts, but what I can base on facts is this. When you have a situation where the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world looks like at this juncture it participated in trying to destroy donald trump that's unprecedented it's a historical story we already know the russian collusion stuff the right wingers have gone over that ten thousand times and how the fbi used phony um stuff to get warrants to spy Mm -hmm. on the trump campaign that's true that's absolutely disgraceful, Bill. You're right. I was involved in that somewhat in the Intelligence Committee and what the FBI did and the CIA, all of them. It really, you the intelligence were there. Community Peter was King, terrible. you were there. It was terrible. Right. Yeah. But that's true. What about and the now 51? We have an accusation coming from Musk, the new boss at Twitter, that there were regular meetings, weekly meetings between the FBI and Twitter officials to squelch. The Hunter Biden story and others. So you combine the two and you're, you're, you're looking at. See, the the mistake that Trump made that hurt him and the country, by the way, was that he got hysterical after he lost 
and started blaming voting machines right. and, you know, <clears throat> people counting under tables, all his stuff yes. that he couldn't prove. That's right. But the real scandal that looks like it's coming into focus here is very powerful entities in Washington, including the FBI, were working on behalf of Joe Biden. Conspired against him. And, you know, this voting machine thing, $1.6 billion lawsuit filed against Fox News. And this is another story that's underreported. This could crush Fox News. And I'm going to make a bold statement on Cats at Night. Am I allowed to do that? Can I make a bold statement? Absolutely, you're allowed to make a bold statement. All right, here we go. If I were at Fox News when the election of 2020 happened, the voting machines and all of that, that never would have happened. Never in a million years would Fox News have done what it did about the voting machines and all the other unproven allegations. It would not have done it. And I can go into better detail if you want, but I was as powerful as you can come at 8 o'clock on the O'Reilly factor. You were number one. By far. And that would never have happened because I, on my program, would have used the forum to say, hold it, what do you got to back it up? Now, the fact that that did not happen gives the Dominion voting machine people, again, $1.6 billion, all right? And the Fox executives have been deposed, and so is the Fox talent. If they lose that judgment, I don't, I don't know how they survive. That, that, that's how much money that is. Is $1.6 billion really significant to uh, uh, the Fox company? Yeah, because they're carrying all the other companies. Mm. So Fox News, when I was there, and and they're still selling off my numbers, okay, all the other companies weren't making very much money, including Fox Broadcast, that's Channel 5. So the profit center that Fox News was carried everybody. And you'd see massive layoffs if they lose that lawsuit. Mm. Against Dominion, it's going to be make CNN look like uh, IBM because uh, they're going to have to lay off so many people and change so much. Judge Weinberg, you're you're a judge, and yes, do you think that they have that kind of exposure on it? I mean, I, uh, the, the, the question between, is: There's a difference between liability and the measure of damages. Yeah, and the and the argument is a good public policy argument is: if you shut down Fox News, where's the countervailing voices? To be heard on the other side of the, well, the, the by, debate. Well, by all intents and purposes, Fox News has been shut down. You know why? These lawsuits have shut down. They have a chilling uh, effect. Newsmax. They've shut down uh, Fox News. They've shut down the other people that got sued. And the reputation of these lawyers, I understand, and I don't I haven't verified, was that you start a lawsuit because you want to shut down the discussion. That's right. It's a chilling effect. It's Bill, a chilling effect of uh, litigation where, God forbid, you, you talk decider. about uh, machines. That's not what's going to be the decider. The decider is going to be, to go to trial, and be a jury. 
All right. Well, besides that, be, shouldn't they? Shouldn't somebody uh, like we had uh, Professor Dershowitz on a couple of weeks ago, and he and I think he's defending somebody in this case because he felt that some of the machines, and I don't know whose machines, so I don't know what he went, which ones he was talking about, had algorithms in them. Mm. Now, well, that have to be demonstrated. Yeah, but to see, me, algorithms. Why do you need algorithms in a mm. voting machine? That all you need to do is counting one plus one plus one plus one. Also, there is a First Amendment issue, Bill. It's possible this wouldn't even reach the jury if the judge says that it doesn't that it violates the First Amendment because freedom but of press. But that's not going to happen. They already tried to get it thrown out on that. Yeah, as it, well, yeah, but they've laid out all the evidence. I'm saying once once the uh, the plaintiffs close their case, it, it could happen. And also, what and about also in, what about intent I, too? I, I doubt it. I doubt it because what's the trend in America is. And this goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, right. is let it be heard. Mm. Um, I doubt it would be thrown out. And that's what Fox News is is defending itself. Is that we right. have the right to put an opinion. This is an opinion, okay? And, and it was our opinion. We have a right to put it out there, and you don't have a right to uh, stop on it. It's almost like the Twitter stuff. I think going to the you know, Supreme we, Court, we that, right that could hold up. Yeah, but the oh, you always have to go. You have to separate out. There's the issue of liability. If there's liability, before then the we, measure of damages. Before we have a break, there's one more thing I want to uh, ask uh, Mr. O'Reilly. Uh, you were mad as heck or something about the Grand Central ta- uh, tunnels. Uh, before we well, go, yeah. tell us about it. I mean, I feel so sorry for people that have to commute to that city. I, I really do on Long Island and Metro North and in, in Connecticut because it's impossible. I mean, it's impossible to get in. Um, and so they want to open up the Grand Central uh, Terminal to the Long Island Railroad, right? Yes. <laughs> it's the most expensive public works project in the history of this country. And, uh, and they can't open it. How much is it? I, what's the number on it now? It's in the billions. It's, um, it's way up in the billions, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's... It would be fantastic for the people on Long Island, for the community. But I remember my father getting up at 545 in the morning every day of his life going into the city. And actually, when he was doing it, you could get in there. But now I live 22 miles away from WABC Studios. Two hours Mm. would take me during the day to get in and maybe an hour 45 coming home. That's three hours and 45 minutes. On by car, I mean it's the same. Uh, I think Peter I King wrote. is in the same situation, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I was actually involved, Bill. Uh, I I, I uh, resurrected that East Side Access project back in 1999 with Bill Clinton. I think it was supposed to be completed by 2005. That was the outside date. I know. And now it's and what I 2022. You doing it. <laughs> I remember you doing it, and I remember everybody was so happy. And then, as always, when you get into the public. Uh, work situation, it the costs mount and mount and mount and mount, and there's no accountability. Right. And now they want to raise subway fares now again and bus fares. You're killing the workers. Well, look at look at the money you save taking the train into Grand Central. You don't have to pay congestion pricing, which they're going to really stick up our rear end. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, John. I don't think that congestion pricing is going to happen. You know why? Because it would destroy Harlem. It would destroy and a I, lot of things. Yeah, but Harlem is is number one ground zero. 
because that's above the congestion pricing line. Yep. And that's where all the cars would go. Yeah. Are, are, are you saying they don't, they're not going to allow black people below 96th Street? The congestion up in Harlem would triple. All right. Absolutely. And in the Bronx as well. Thank you so much, You're Bill back. O'Reilly. Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly every night, 9 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. I'll be listening at 9 o'clock tonight. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. All right. And I appreciate you guys. And a good Christmas gift. You know, 12 days of Christmas. There are 12 killing books. Thank you so much. That, that's a perfect stocking stuffer there. In your house, you know, get the books. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a break and we're going to come back with the New York Post reporter, Michael Goodwin. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.